0: Yellow, This is Soybeans and Songs and I am your host, Molly Phoenix. My podcast will be focused on the Decatur, Illinois music scene. Each episode will feature an interview with a musician and I'll be digging for what makes this scene so magical. I'm currently a junior at Milliken University and I've always had a passion for music. My favorite place in the world to be is at a live show standing in the very front with the band and soaking in the vibrations. That said, I keep track of shows going on in Decatur and go to them as often as I can. Places like Donnie's, the speakeasy, and random campus basements have become my happy places. To me, there's something special and unique about the Decatur music scene. The shows feel incredibly intimate, allowing me to completely be myself and dance as hard as I can. If you've ever seen me go to a show, you know this is no fib. The mutual exchange of energy between performances and the audience is untouchable, and the artists are incredibly humble and down-to-earth. I've been lucky enough to become friends with some of them. I want to show you how special of a place Decatur is for music. I will uncover this hidden gem by picking the brains of some of the most unique musicians I've ever met. Let's start this journey with Harrison Riddle, a.k.a. Riddle.
1: So hello Harrison, um, it would be nice if you could give a nice overview of just who you are and the music you make.
2: Yeah, so um, I do a solo project called Riddle, and I'm an indie artist from Decatur, Illinois, and um, the music that I do is more like of a experimental indie alternative kind of style with like a folk like a mix of folk and rock and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to combine a lot of genres and stuff, kind of. I, I don't know, I just kind of don't like to stick to one thing, because um, it gets old after a while, so yeah, that's usually what I do.
1: Cool. Um, so what initially got you into making music?
2: Um, I... Uh, I've I've had like like a music background and stuff like so like ever since I was a kid I've I've had music all around me like my grandpa was a uh, um, music director and all that kind of orchestra stuff and my uncle was a uh, in bands and stuff in like the early '90s he played a lot of like classic rock. Um, He was a keyboardist. And, um. What was his name? So, yeah, I've always had, like, that kind of, uh, you know, background. But, like, what really struck me, um. Like, later on was, like, when I picked up, like, a CD of, like, American Idiot by Green Bay. Yeah. (laughs) And I just, like. I don't know. It just really spoke to me when I was like nine years old and yeah, I just got really into like that and A C D C and and uh my mom actually took the Green Day American Idiot C D for me because of all the swear words. Oh so. <laughs> But uh still I uh I definitely have those inspirations.
1: Cool. Yeah, it sounds like you're all across the board when it comes to genre and your actual interests in music. Yeah, kind of. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I like caveman music. So. <laughs> um,
1: what was your grandpa's name?
2: Uh, Alfred For I think he taught at the um uh, at Milliken sometimes.
1: Okay. Well, but true.
2: uh he mainly was like a high school teacher at um like Johns Hill and MacArthur sweet stuff like that in like the 80s
1: yeah you're rich with so. Decatur history <laughs> yeah so do you have a favorite project you've done and if so why is it your favorite
2: um really my favorite project is just like any new current project i'm working on cuz like I'm in the moment, and like I have something new that I feel, and like even just like my emotions about like what I'm writing with lyrics and mm-hmm. um it just all feels very relatable, and hopefully I can like relate i can relate to other people um, so yeah, like right now I'm working on like a kind of just like tape demo thing to put on bandcamp just to like i don't know put. Just, like, a little um, fun thing for people to listen to and uh, hopefully make a little bit of money during these quarantine times. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, But, yeah, just, like, cassette recording or track lo-fi. A mix of just, like, experimental, like, folk and uh, just a lot of, like, taking a tape and playing it backwards and, like, yeah that kind of i don't know there's something about a four track tape recording versus like a computer recording it just like seems more organic and it just has that certain sound that you can't get out of like in elliot smith's early elliot smith records and stuff like that definitely like even like if it isn't as lo-fi as that just like records from the '60s, you know. Yeah. Just like be- even Beatles records, where it's just like recorded on a four-track, and um, just like it's interesting to listen to, and I can go on and on about it. Sorry, but uh. <laughs> Don't be sorry. In- right. Yeah, I say that a lot. <laughs> yeah, you go um, on as much as you want. But like, it's interesting to hear how like. All the records from the 60s, like, they each have a different kind. One sounds more like, um, more in the higher range instead of like a uh, mid range kind of sound, where like something sounds more like poppy. Um, it depends because of like all the record companies, like, each record company back then in the 60s would have like, like they already they all had their own like or, like already made four track machine right. uh, tape machine to record and so each record uh, label had their own sound and so it's interesting to like, hear all the differences, and just, like, that's why records in the 60s sound so different from, like, the 70s, and the Mm -hmm. 80s, and and, uh, the 90s, and all this stuff, but, yeah.
1: Cool. It sounds like you're very interested in the, like, I guess, ever-changing quality of music, and I feel like that definitely reflects in your music, with you being willing to roll with the punches of whatever your present mind tells you to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just don't want to, you know, record everything on a computer and have everything sound the same.
1: Right, yeah.
2: Even though You're there's creative. many records that do that, many artists that do that, and I love their music.
1: Yeah, it's just not your style.
2: It's, I mean, yeah, I just like to try new things instead of, yeah, just like branching out. So.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, I guess on the flip side of your favorite project... Um, do you have a project that is your least favorite, or a project that you guess really struggled with?
2: Um, I don't really have any projects that like I struggled with, but I do like kind of. I don't know. I don't really regret it, but I kind of like feel like, okay, maybe I could have changed something. Okay, maybe I I wish I like EQ'd that better or um, yeah. given it another take, but. I mean, it is what it is, and I don't really regret it too much. But, uh, just like my first album that I made, it was like nine tracks. And, uh, I don't know, I just like, I listened to it again, and I'm like, man, I wish I could have done so many other things. And, and what's interesting about that, um, album that I made is that it was like, the first album I made where I like didn't like re- I didn't write a bunch and then like pick and choose like out of twenty tracks,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I only had the nine tracks and I don't know. I've realized that it's really important to write a bunch and choose which ones sound best together. Yeah, to make a good record.
1: Interesting, yeah, and that's definitely a learning experience where you can't really know that unless it actually happens.
2: Yeah, I also put out that album really early in my life. I guess I mean, yeah, two years ago. uh, I mean, we're young. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: So I guess now that we're on the negative side, um, another negative question: What are some struggles you've faced? As a mu- musician, just in general, maybe with your own music or with shows. Um,
2: just like getting shows and stuff, like Indicator, if that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um Because like you like here Indicator, even though you can't really play shows right now because the whole quarantine thing, mm-hmm. um, it's really hard to. Just five places. Like, there's only a pizza bar and a record shop. And mm-hmm. I'm speaking for all ages because not everybody can, you know, go in a bar and watch a band. Right. So it kind of sucks. I wish there were more places. But, like, maybe three years ago, there was this venue um, Indicator, that I used to play shows at with my old band. And some like solo acoustic stuff when I just was like playing like my first few shows or whatever mm-hmm. on acoustic guitar and stuff. Because now I do like you know acoustic and full band, just like a mix. Because right. it's fun to do a variety. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, there used to be a venue, and I used to just like play shows and yeah. have and like hang out with friends and stuff. Um, but yeah, like even like like house shows, like DIY house shows. I wish there was more of like a scene or just like more pe- like of a community or something to just like I don't know, get together and throw a house show and just like find other artists that are on the road to just like come right. and just sleep at houses and and get back on the road and something instead of having to like you know stay at Walmart in the Walmart parking lot or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I feel like Indicator there's definitely a want and people who want that scene and go to shows, but I feel like it's just a matter of creating a community and
2: Yeah. Um, I don't
1: know, I feel like it's easier said than done.
2: A lot of people that are from Decatur that, like, want something like that usually just go to, like, Peoria or Springfield Mm to get something, um, because there is, like, stuff over there. It's weird, because, like, a lot of, or most college towns, like, don't really have much of a DIY scene, like, Mm -hmm. um... I don't know, or from what I've seen and observed, it's, it seems like most places without um, colleges have more of a scene, I guess.
1: Yeah, which is really weird. Not
2: all, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't assume that. So, on the topic of Decatur, what are your wishes for the Decatur music scene?
2: It's like more places to play. I mean, like I said, there was that record shop and the pizza bar, but uh yeah. And like I said, just like more DIY house shows. And, um, Cause like, there's a lot of, and it's everywhere. There's a lot of bar bands, and a lot of cover bands, you know. You get, <laughs> you get it everywhere and stuff. And even just like young people, like grabbing an instrument learning how to play and playing it with other people it's getting together and playing music and yeah i don't know
1: for sure so final question where do you see yourself musically in 10 years
2: um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um hopefully enough to make a living and uh I hope I can play festivals, big festivals and shows. That would be awesome. But, uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: I have faith in you.
2: Thanks. All right.
1: Well, thank you for letting me talk with you, and thank you for being a part of this.
2: Yeah, that was fun.
1: Yes, of course. All right, well, I'll talk to you later.
2: Yeah, I'll see you. All right, bye. Bye.